Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 46, the Olympic edition. And this is the podcast for marketing managers that use HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. And I am joined by the lovely Craig Bailey from Zen Sisters and my name's Ian Jacob and I'm from Search and Be Found. You can be the lovely Ian Jacob. <laughs> That's gold, Craig. How are you today? I'm well. Uh, we're recording on Monday 8th of August 2016 and that means there's only 91 days to inbound. That's right. So probably getting close to 80 by the time this gets out. That's right. But still pretty good, isn't it? Did you see they announced who the comedian is this year? Last yes. year was Amy Schumer. This year it's Ali Wong. Have you heard Ali? I, I, yeah, we saw one of her specials on Netflix, I think it was, um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Actually, she's really funny. She okay. It's really funny. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Well, I am looking forward to that. So that's at Inbound Rocks, right? Yeah, which I was, on, was listening to uh, Marcus and George on the Hubcast, and they were saying they should rename it to Inbound Laughs. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think know that's... if it's much more. Appropriate. I don't know if that is actually what they're going to do, but yeah, Inbound Laughs. So yeah. yeah. By All the right. way, speaking of Inbound, did you see on their blog? I think it was a week or two ago. They put Chris Brogan put that blog about how to network for introverts. Yes, I saw that. Some I tips. wanted to point it out to your wife's side. <laughs> Yes. which is loudermines.com and she has the introvert's guide to networking events which i thought went really well yeah i, th- I don't think chris brogan's an introvert or quite understands how introverts work but i guess there's a spectrum right so but my exactly. wife's quite an extreme introvert and i'm quite introverted myself but so there's a great little image there that your wife's put together yeah we'll put that which we'll put in the show notes yeah that's her guide to networking and it's basically <laughs> don't go <laughs> read a book so yeah but look the point of this is just to say if you are going to inbound and maybe you are on the introverted side like me where it's hard to kind of just get out there and mingle and all of that it's another reminder to join us on our whatsapp group because together we can do it kind of quietly and uh civilized and not have to be all rah 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 but you can still um join in the fun and yeah be part of it without kind of getting overwhelmed yeah that's right and it's always nice to do events with friends rather than do it by yourself yeah, that's right. Events with friends. That's a good name. Events <laughs> with friends. There we go. All right, Craig, now on to our HubSpot feature and tip of the week. And this is the email smart send. So this is where you can actually send your email to people based on their time zone. So it'll basically, there's a little snapshot of it. It'll show that, you know, the example in Australia, you might have people in WA, you might have people in New Zealand that are two hours ahead of you. You might be in Sydney or Melbourne. So it'll actually schedule it to go out at the same, at their time zone at the same time. So That's great because, you know, Chris, who produces our show, he's in Perth. That's so right. We can make sure he gets it at the appropriate time. Look, it's an excellent feature and we've got a link actually to a blog post uh, from HubSpot that talks about it. It's kind of some tips for email engagement. And, yeah, this is one of them. Now, is this a new feature? I think this is pretty new. Right? I only saw it I, I saw it pop up last week when mm. I was sending an email. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know whether everybody has it, but maybe by the time this gets right. out, people will. Yeah. And so, look, it's really good. And you've got a screenshot for how you're using it with one of your campaigns. My only gripe is that it doesn't seem to apply it to the RSS to email type yeah, right. email campaigns. Because okay. I'd like to do that. Yes. But, and maybe that's a... Uh, up and coming feature maybe let's let's hope but look it's a really good feature to add i know other email tools have had it for a while i think mailchimp's had it for a while and i've really we've used it with other clients for that's very useful so if you're sending something for mid-morning 
yes. open rate, 10 a.m., 10.30, seems to be quite good in some industries, then, yeah, send it and they get it at that time rather than 2 a.m. or whatever it is. So Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, this week we're not having anything coming up, so we'll continue on. So we'll, I'll go back to the what's coming up in the HubSpot releases down the track, giving it a break this week. All right. Well, that was a good feature that they've had, so I think that's, it was fantastic. that's more than enough email sent, so check that out. All right, Craig, on to our challenge of the week. And this is your challenge. This is my challenge, and this actually happened in a meeting today with a customer. So this is a big brand. I can't say who they are, but this is a massive brand globally, and we're doing <coughs> some work with them. We've got this ebook that we're putting out. It's an education piece. It's very much at the top of the funnel. So this is an awareness piece ebook. This is kind of giving real value to consumers around a particular um, product. And uh, it's all been signed off and everything's been going on for months. Right? It's all been signed off and it's all good to go. But today, one of the general managers has questioned the ebook and said, oh, where's the big sales push for their product? And what they wanted was four extra pages added to it. This is at the last minute, right? Yeah. Four extra pages, all just full of sales blurb about their product. And so that's come right at the end. Why this is a challenge is because of, I've actually spent a lot of time talking about the whole buyer's journey. This yes. idea of going awareness, we educate, help them around a problem, consideration where they're looking at, okay, and maybe I've got a solution to the product, understanding that now, and then decision, right, which is where they actually choose the vendor. So I've yes. been through all that. Everyone's kind of on board except this general manager has come right in at the end, comes from a sales background. He's just like, right, want to, re-, you know, it's kind of like the first chance I've got to ram this product down (laughs) the audience, you know, never mind building brand and kind of. So that's the challenge of the week. And we're kind of adding that because um, it's going to come uh, up later in the show when actually this is a really good series that you've kind of um, put together where we're going to be talking about how to start your first inbound campaign. Yeah, that's right. Even doing another inbound campaign. And we'll discuss some things around it, but yeah, that's, and I think this is a, this is something that people face all the time. And I think as a marketing manager, you can face this from somebody in sales where they decide that they'll want to do something different, but they have to understand the context of this uh, piece of content that people are going to download, right? So you really got to get to the core of that and get everybody on the same page. That's exactly right. So the challenge of the week is getting everyone to understand the buyer's journey. And in the show notes, uh, we've included links to... um, A snapshot of the buyer's journey. snapshot of the buyer's journey and also a good blog post from HubSpot around it. So it's always good to remind people, get everyone on the team on board about that. Now, Craig, um, digressing a little to Mm. the opinion of the week is is, is Instagram stories. Now, this is a pretty big... It's great, isn't it? But uh, I mean, you've been playing with it. I've been playing it. I think it's rolled out to most people by yes, now, it has, and yeah. by the, certainly by the time you listen to this, yeah. most people. And have access what was to interesting, it. it actually rolled out to individuals first, and I didn't saw it on business pages, yes, or business accounts after. So it's actually just turned up in our HubShot yes, account, right. even though personally we've had it in our personal accounts, but the HubShot said we've got it, so we've already started putting in stories. Yes, yeah, so have there. a look at our stories before they disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what I why the opinion of the week, why this is an opinion of the week, is first of all, I like them, so that's an opinion. Yes. I think some people don't, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard of anyone that dislikes them. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see whether there is pushback against it but i really like it i assume you like it yeah i do you know what because i was trying to just get into snapchat and i know you got into snapchat and i was thinking oh there's another thing i've got to learn 
But now I can just stick with Instagram. I think so. In fact, I've taken Snapchat off my home screen of Have my you? phone. It's yeah, it's been relegated away, and Instagram's back on my home screen. So okay. yeah, I really like it. Now we've we've actually linked to a TechCrunch article where uh, Kevin Systrom, who's the CEO of Instagram, talks about basically how they copied the format pretty much straight from really yeah straight from snapchat he, he hasn't kind of said oh you know we were influenced or you know we were inspired <laughs> we he just copied that he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't you know given us any of that tosh he's basically said look yep full credit to them yeah right what's interesting though about that is that then he goes on to talk about formats so the story is yeah. a format in the same way that things like the news feed was a format yes facebook might have come out with that yep. or but everyone's taken that newsfeed approach. LinkedIn has it. So have they copied? Well, yes. But he's really talking about innovation can include taking an existing format and applying it to a new platform or audience. I think that's a really good take on it because he's really saying, yep, we took the idea, but we've actually applied it to our audience and made it valuable for them. It actually gives value to our audience. So, yeah, I think that's a really good piece on TechCrunch to kind of to kind of read and uh, get um, some ideas from. Yeah, and tell me, have you got any tips? Well, let's go on to our general tip of the week. Here's a great tip for Instagram stories, right? Okay, There's one so- second. Yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, do a do a story on this. So you're doing story as we record this. Yeah, that's right. Just okay, so if you actually do a, let's do an Instagram story. I'm gonna, <laughs> let me swipe right. Okay, so we'll <laughs> that Ready? is yeah, yeah. So, dear listener, we're actually <laughs> recording this story as we go. And the tip is, as you open Instagram, instead of going up to that kind of little button to add it, you just swipe right and you're straight into recording a story. Did you get that? Yep, got it. Okay. So that tip, listeners, that you've just heard was a story. And I guess by the time you listen to this podcast, it's well and truly gone. Although you could save that. This is the other thing you can do with stories in Instagram. You can actually save them to your main feed. You can actually post it as a normal instagram update as well tapping away and it's posted done so there's our tip of the week look let's move on to our state of inbound item of the week and this is really this new series that you've basically come up with and i think it's really useful and the reason you've actually come up with this is because we're getting back to basics on a few things we kind of feel that sometimes we go into really in-depth stuff and sometimes it's a bit too detailed it's always good to be reminded of the basics as well absolutely craig i think this is really important because at the core of whenever people start from hubspot or even if you've been doing it a long time so we've had some customers come on did a campaign two years ago i've never done a campaign ever since this is all something that we should be doing on a regular basis and i think in the tool it's actually changed quite a bit so there there are new things in the tool like the un, in the projects tool. So you can actually select what sort of a project you want to do. So in our notes, we put, we want to do a content offer campaign. What are the things that you need to get done? So you can actually track and see what the tasks are that need to be done and actually go through them. Right. Just before we dig into that, do you want to just take a step back and talk about the projects tool? Yeah. And where that sits, and in fact, the productivity menu, because some people may not have that. I think most people will have it by now. Yeah, so the productivity menu is in the marketing part of the system, and it's the very last menu item. And under there, you've got projects, you've got campaigns that sits under there, and you've also got a calendar, which used to be on the main menu bar. So they put that under productivity. So the whole idea is 
that you can tie all of your campaigns together and you've got a tool to manage that. So before when we were trying to manage campaigns, you'd have a project tool to manage that separately. So whereas in it's all now within HubSpot in its infancy, but it gives you the steps that you need to do. So it pretty much follows the HubSpot projects, um, which most people will be familiar with, where it says, basically takes you step by step. So this is basically task by task in within the tool. So you can assign it to people. You can have conversations like you do it a bit like in Slack. Obviously, there's no consolidated place, but it's still a great start, I think, for something that never existed. Yeah, look, I think this is exceptional. I, I was only just playing with it today because I'm one of those people that heard about projects a couple of months ago and, oh, yeah, that's fantastic and promptly forgot about it. <coughs> Perhaps some of our listeners are in the same boat. It's really, really good. You yeah, you know a- how it started. It actually started so a few months ago. We were at, at a at the hug That's in right. Sydney, yeah, and we found out about it. We got I got access to it, and what happened was, if you actually onboarded a new account, they put in a project in there. But if you didn't, if you didn't actually onboard at that time, there was it was empty. Basically, you had to create your own tasks. So one of the new things is there's actually project templates in there where you can go and select. It'll import all the tasks into the project tool. Yeah, That's right. the big difference. Well, and what's really nice about it is when you click through each of those tasks, over on the right-hand side, it pops up a little sidebar which has instructions for each task. Yes. I think it's really good. It just guides you through it. And also they have links in that kind of description, but they actually have links off to blog posts or academy yes. art, articles walking you through it. These are excellent. I kind of, after this, and this is, look, I Did you learn something today? Craig? I learned something today. I think I know the tool reasonably well. I'm in there every day using it. And this is just a whole area that I've just, I haven't really you been haven't exposed to. to. And you've kind of highlighted it to me. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm going to use this with, my, with our customers. It's so it really does add value. Yeah, absolutely. It adds value. It's very clear and concise about the time it'll take. So this was already in the in the project section, but it tells you, you know, this will like, for example, the content of a campaign to generate leads will actually take you two hours a week over three weeks to actually implement. So you need to consider your time and it helps you do that as well. So what we've done is we've done one as a test in our portals and you can do the same in your portal. Now, if you don't have it, contact your account manager to get it added to your portal because I found one of mine didn't actually have it in there. Oh, okay. So I contacted them. So old accounts might not have it, but have a look. So really our goal here is to work through over the next couple of episodes as we lead up to episode 52, is to work through what are the important parts about a campaign and unpack that for you guys. So firstly, we need to think about content creation. When we talk about content creation in a campaign, think about the content offer, the persona, and where they are in the buyer's journey. Very important, Craig. <laughs> That's right. I need to, to, need to keep reminding my customers of this. So, you know, first of all, get really comfortable. Like we've put, a, we've put a picture there of the buyer's journey and the content. Print that out. Stick it on your desk. Stick it in front of you. Be familiar with it. Be familiar with the awareness, consideration, decision stages. And then there is, I put a link to the Make My Persona tool which HubSpot have made. So that's anyone can use that. Give that to your customers, your clients, anybody you want to. But that will really help you go through and actually formulate who this person you're talking to. And people never do this because they always start off by saying, 
Who do I sell my product to? Everybody that cycles. That's my. That was what I got the other day. I'm like, hang on, everybody that I know. A lot of people cycle, but who buys this particular product that we're selling? Ah, oh, okay, yes. Oh, we got people that ride in competitions. We got people that do mountain biking. Got people that do road cycling. And then as you start to drill down, you figure out there is a very particular person that buys this product, and so you basically build that picture of them. It's not everybody. It is actually a very specific person. I, I, I totally agree, and I'll give you an, uh, an example. I've had recently in the in the last two weeks, actually, we're redesigning big B two B technology site. We've been going through homepage designs, things like that. What we did is we called out a few industries yep. that they specifically deal with. Actually, their main industries. Yep. We we're in the design meeting, and they actually said to us, "Oh, can you get rid of those references to specific industries because we don't want to think." We don't want visitors thinking we might not apply to them or we only apply to those industries. We want people from all industries to know we can work <laughs> with them. And I was just having one of those moments. I was like, wow. Uh, and I had to actually explain that if you're appealing to everyone, you're appealing to no one. No one, and, and it's a really difficult concept because yes. I, I can understand it. And this was actually the CEO of the company who said that. And we're actually saying, well, it's actually here's what we're trying to achieve it's really about locking down who that specific set of audiences are talking directly to them and so this just goes back to your point this whole make my persona piece it's really important up front and the point you're making is when you're looking at this content creation that's when you're talking about it because some people will actually think oh i won't do that until the end when i'm promoting it that's when i'll get my persona in place well, it's kind of better than having no targeting, right? Yes. But actually what you're saying, and hopefully what our listeners will be understanding, you've really got to lock that down right at the start. Okay. Here's a HubSpot pro tip. Always map your content offer to your buyer personas and the buyer's journey stage. So do that. Nice screenshot we've got there too. So very handy. All right. On to our motivation of the week, Craig. And we've both done this this week a bit surprisingly. I know. this was, But actually, before we just leave that one, so basically you've talked about the content creation piece. Yes. This is part of that project. So for listeners that want to get straight into this, go into the projects and find. Uh, we've got a screenshot, a content offer campaign from projects. Yes. Add it to your projects. You'll see the list. And we'll put a, we'll put a link to the projects area where that exists, even if you can't get into projects. Yeah, and you've talked about content creation and what we're going to cover over the next couple of weeks is digging into details of those pieces. Yes. So content creation, the content campaign, and then the content promotion. So look out for that in the coming weeks. Sorry, I uh, jumped back there. Yeah, motivation of the week. (laughs) Totally changing gears here. (laughs) We were both saying how... What a great week it's been because we've both totally independently gone through and unsubscribed from tons and tons of newsletters and updates yes. that we get. Unsubscribed and cleaned up from our inbox. Right. You, you went a step further than me and deleted out all yeah. the old stuff. I didn't actually do I that. I actually spent probably two hours doing that on the weekend. Right. But you know what? It's been freeing. And you know very well. It's like we are trying to free up time to focus on the things that really matter. Yeah. And all of this other stuff doesn't matter. So there's the motivation. Go and do that. Unsubscribe from all your noisy newsletters and things that just, yeah, distract without providing value. That's right. Don't unsubscribe from HubShots, whatever you do. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. On to our resource of the week, Greg. <clears throat> all right. And this is a common mistake people make is that when they change websites or they move to a new site, they don't put in place the right 301 redirects. And there's a great article here from Moz. 
which talks about 301 redirection rules. Yeah. Well, actually, what this is, what's interesting about redirects, so not only getting them in place, that's, the, that's of course, something we've got to do, but um, Google realizes now that people stuff up their redirects so much, they make them 302s or they... <laughs> Google's actually looking at helping out. So even if you just get the redirects in place, Google will work out whether they're permanent versus temporary redirects. So before we'd always used to say they've got to be 301 redirects. And if you haven't heard that term before, it means a permanent (coughs) redirect. So I've changed URL A and it now points to URL B. I'm telling Google that. Otherwise... It's a, this is a good way to lose your rankings if, if you don't do this. Exactly. If you don't have the redirects in place, Google still has indexed the old URL. Exactly. People go there, they click, they get an error. So what Google's doing now, and before also they used to they used to remove a bit of the value of yes. the passing on of the redirect. They're yep. now actually saying Google will work out whether it should give full value so you don't lose any of that link equity. Yeah, right. So well, Google's getting smarter about it. I think that's really good, but it also means you've still got to get those redirects in place. Correct. But at least Google will help you out with the yep. portion of them. All right. Another thing that's happened in the week, and this uh, is, again, Google-related, is AdWords has expanded text ads. So you've got twice the amount of space to or headlines and so on. You actually get up to two headlines now and Correct. 80 characters in the description. So it's actually a big change. So you know what? I was reading an article. You know what someone pointed out? The two headlines plus the description is equal to the same is the same number of characters as a tweet. Oh, is that right? Yes, it's 140 characters apparently. Is that right? I could be wrong. Okay, but that's what I read. Okay, well there you go. I wonder if that was intentional. So if you're running AdWords, here's a good opportunity to go and review your account. Get whoever's looking after your AdWords to actually have a look at it because, as I would say, most people are asleep at the wheel with this one, and this is your chance to take advantage of it because there will come a point. I think in the next eight to 12 weeks where you won't actually be able to create a standard text ad. Everything will be the new format. Yeah, you're right. In October, they're, they're yep. stopping that. from. So they'll still maintain your old ads, but you won't actually be able to edit them or create new ones in the old format. But absolutely jump on it. You're totally right because, yeah, people won't act on this quickly. So we're actually going through all our customer accounts and quickly creating top yeah, know, for the top right. ad groups, Absolutely. we're just putting these expanded text stacks. That's exactly right. They give you more room. And I, I guess cynically we could <laughs> say this is just all part of Google's goal to push any organic further down the page. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that's probably <laughs> true, right? But it's all about controlling more space yeah, on right. the page. Get yeah. your ads bigger and you control more of the space. All right. On to our podcast of the week, Craig. You know, we've mentioned Susie Daphnis and the Content Sales podcast yes. before. Oh, probably 20 episodes or so ago, but I've, I've been catching up on some of this. Their latest episode, 34, all about content planning. I thought yes. it was perfect for listeners to remind them of because it's all about how to plan out your content strategy and a plan for your site. They talk through it really well. I yeah, love how they talk about it realistically and um, talk about some of their own experiences. So that's another great podcast to listen to Fantastic. and get great tips. Very motivating too. All yeah. right. I'll have to have a listen to that. Yeah. And finally... Our app of the week, Craig. Is Instagram. I should take a story of you talking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So there's tons of things. Um, Look, we'd love your thoughts and comments on the show, whether it's been valuable. Hit us up with a tweet or a comment. Let us know and join our WhatsApp group as well. Yeah, and we'd love to know if the series is going to be of benefit to you as we lead up to our one-year anniversary at episode 52 before we head to inbound this year.
Craig, it's been a lovely evening talking to you. Lovely's the word. Go for gold, I say, Australia. <laughs> Until next time. All right, Ian. Catch you later. See you, Craig. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.